Welcome to the Fully Alive Man podcast. This is a podcast to help men become fully alive by doing life together. If you're a listener to this podcast, you probably already know what we do and what we believe, but we really believe that we as men do life better together when when we're doing life in groups, when we're in deep relationship with other men, um, we move more toward the life that we want. My name is Lee Rogers. I work here at North Point Community Church with men's groups. As always, I am here with my good friend and coworker, Dr. Doug Hurley. Lee Men, so good to be with, here with you. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Men. Lee Men. That'll work. Yeah. Um, we get to work together and we really do think a lot about what it looks like um, to do life um, in group and, and in community. And so today we want to hit a topic to just help you have better conversations in your groups. Um, we think talking about this topic um, among other men um, will make you better. So we want to talk about the idea of prioritizing the present. Um, we, a few weeks ago, we talked about the idea of living with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, this is about living in the present and, and prioritizing the present as a way of life. Anything come to mind right away for you? Yeah. It's, uh, it's the word intentionality, which was the, the previous one. Be yeah. intentional so you can get to the end like you want to. And this one, it's the same being intentional and to be fully present in the moment. Gosh, that is so key that we haven't made an effort to put this all under one topic of intentionality, but we are I, now. Yeah. We are really making, I think we, we just constantly live in, in this effort to not be passive, hmm. to not be reactive to, um, yeah, the just idea that we're going to live a better life when, um, we're moving towards something and, and I don't know, making decisions about what we want to do. Yeah. And so I have a, a question for you. It's a little lighter, but out Doug, Sir, here's the question. Okay. Outside of your wedding or the birth of your kids, what has been the most fun 15 minutes of your life? Most fun 15 minutes of my life. Gosh, probably jumping out of an airplane, not flying it. It's jumping actually jumping, what? yeah, parachuting out of a helicopter or an airplane. That is I mean, what a rush. Really, you love the high, the high extreme sport adrenaline feel of that. I do, and can I can we go back to the previous podcast? You asked the bucket list. Yeah, I t that is one on my bucket list. I want to do that with my kids. You want to skydive with your kids? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. Now, did you skydive as a recreation, or was this a military? Situation. I w I did do the airborne parachuting thing in the army. Really, Fort Benning. Uh, yeah, that's where I went through. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I was 18 when I went through that school. Holy that was, smokes, that was great. It was so much fun. I've seen the 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 equipment thing down there where they haul you up. Oh, the tower, 300. Oh my lord! The, you know what? That the tower thing was scarier than jumping out of the airplane. I bet because it could drop you at any point. Well, it's just it's it's God, how high was that thing? 300 feet. 300 feet. Okay, so they would. Can we describe that real quick? Sure. Is that okay for the? So the, basically, they they 
they attach a there's a cable attached to a tower it lowers down it hooks onto you or to your parachute and then it pulls you up slowly 300 feet <laughs> and the whole time you're getting higher and higher and higher in the ground and the other soldiers are getting smaller and smaller and smaller Ugh. and then you and know, you can see i'm sure the horizon uh, 50 miles away and you know it's going to release you like <laughs> yeah. like you're like this is going to let let me go here in a few seconds so you get so it pulls you to the top and then it releases you and the purpose of that is you don't have to deal with the complexity of being in an airplane, sure. jumping out of a door, um, having to manage your everything for yourself. Like it's kind of managed for you. It's teaching you how to land. It's right? teaching you how to land, how to do a PLF, a parachute landing fall. And oh so, my gosh! But yeah, that was scarier than jumping out of the airplane. And, and I'll say for the record, I have not done anything like that. But actually, last summer I had an, had an opportunity to tour. Fort Benning. I was going to say, how do you know this yeah, about yeah. the I, tower? It was um, connected to somebody who was going to be at the um, at a ranger graduation. And so they toured us around in this bus. And gosh, that thing was terrifying. The other thing they said about it, I don't know how many towers were out there, two or three. But they said, um, oh, we, we lost one of the towers in a hurricane in 1950-something. And I thought, good Lord, those some old towers. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Gosh, that doesn't, yeah. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Um, but moving along, um, I thought about one of one of the most exhilarating, fun 15 minutes for me was um, my wife, early in our marriage, um, we had a friend who did a ministry thing. He had a, um, a, a fighter plane from the 50s, a provost something or other a british fighter plane where the where the pilots sit side by side in the cockpit but jet fully acrobatic really cool thing wow. and he would take um people up um to do that and so she got me a ride with with our friend walker hester one of the coolest guys on the planet and it was it was amazing. So are you doing the thing like you're going up and doing all the swirly twirly loop de loop things? We're doing and everything? barrel rolls, we're doing loops, we're doing other kind of rolls that I don't even know what they're. He let me fly the thing. Wow. Because um, there's controls on both sides. I did um I was doing a, a barrel roll. He he taught me how to do that, like do this and do this. And so I did it and I I in my disorientation, um I I pulled us out of the loop at three quarters of the way through the loop. So we were sideways and, <laughs> and in my head, we were all done. And he, and he just very casually took the control and said, Hey, let's bring it on around till we're right side up again. I was like, thank you. He was super calm and everything. Yeah, really I'm sure. Oh yeah. He wasn't worried about a thing, yeah. but that was a really cool, very fun 15 minutes of my life. Gosh, man, that I've never, I have not done that with all my airplane and helicopter stuff. I have not done I'm one of this really twirly loop de loop barrel roll type things that would be uh, amazing it is amazing it's a lot of things that you sh that if you haven't done that feels like you shouldn't do in an airplane mm. um just yeah cruising straight toward the ground or upside down it is yeah it was pretty exciting um but let's jump into the topic all right so as we jump into this topic of living with the president in mind and i know we mentioned the idea of memorial services at the last one and we're not going to continue to be quite so heavy and, and grim all the time but i remember a few years ago being at this memorial service and it was for a a young man a young 
very early 20 year old 20s year old guy um, who had passed away and his father um, stepped on the stage and said the words if I had 15 more minutes with my son this is what I would say and I I feel like I was already emotional um, being at this memorial service and that just wrecked me mm-hmm. like I just came unglued at that point um, because just that idea of um, you know having only 50 more minutes to to speak to a loved one and this guy doesn't have that anymore and it just made me ask the question myself um, do I have that I like I still have my my children mm-hmm. I still have my wife I have all of these things am I? taking advantage of still having them in the guy that in the way that this guy wishes he could with his son who is now gone. And, um, I, I promise you it changed in that very second, the way I parent my kids and I don't, well, I'll say that night, um, my, I think, um, our little girl, I think she was four at the time. Um, she came to get in my bed and in the middle of the night, like 4 a.m., and knowing this is going to wreck my night of sleep and most of my day the next day, um, normally I would carry her back to her bed, mm-hmm. kick her out, do something in some sort of way, and immediately those words are in my head. If I had 15 more minutes oh, with this kid, gosh. what would I do? Yeah, snuggle up, honey. Snuggle up, honey. Like, like, please get in here. Mm-hmm. How, how can we help? Um, and I'm not saying this is not, these are not parenting, parenting <laughs> tactics. I'm not writing a book around yeah, this. So we're saying get horrible sleep and <laughs> yeah. don't ever discipline your kids yeah, to be in their own bed. Yeah, it'll make your life a lot and, better. Yeah, right. um, but what it did make me think, honestly, is, is to start um, just paying attention mm-hmm. to moments um, that, that I don't know, that maybe I'm given by God. And maybe um, these are the moments that matter with people that matter. Um, so yeah, it was, it was life changing. What do you think about, I don't know, presence? Do you feel present all the time? I, um, I think I've trained myself to be more intentional about being present in the moment. Yeah. It takes effort. It's, uh, it probably more than you. I think you, your wiring, you know, sure. we've talked about colors and Enneagrams and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, you're, you're a nine and a, and, a, and a yellow and a green. And so you live in the moment. I'm a red and a blue. So a lot of times I'm looking to the future and where are we going instead of where am I right now? But um, really good friends like you being candid, guys in my life who <laughs> are like, got to be more present for your wife, for your kids, just for yourself. Yeah. And we, we're not saying don't, do not not be you, you know, like Doug, be you, you, you look to the future and you plan for the future and that's great. But, um, but God, you gotta be present. And at the end of the day, everybody wants that. Whoever you're talking to, when you're engaged with somebody in a conversation in a moment, you want them to be engaged with you and present with you. So yeah, of course we should reciprocate that, but it takes more effort for me. Yeah, that's really good. And, and I wonder, like, I'm just trying to think of what are the reasons that keep me from being present. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we've talked probably maybe too much about busyness, um, but certainly busyness, but also, um, just for me, sometimes being in a hurry, if I'm in a hurry, I'm my worst human when I'm in a hurry. Um, I hate other people in traffic. Oh yeah. I'm not kind to my children. I'm just not a good person when I'm in a hurry. Um, but I, I think that's a big one for me of not living in the present. Big, a, a big one for me. Well, that is one for sure. The whole hurry thing. 
Um, the one big one for me is just uh, just being totally honest. I just like a like a selfishness, just like a yes, a self absorption, and like oh, that's great what Lee said, but I want to talk about what I want to talk about, yes. and I want him to hear what I have to say, and. Man, I still do that. I don't do it as much as I used to, but I still do it. But there, there is something. There's a gear in me that can so easily lean into that self-absorption. And, oh yeah. Um, so that's a big one for me to not be present with somebody. A lot of times, it can be that. Yeah, I definitely have that. Um, I think another one for me is FOMO. To be honest, like thinking about um, what I'm missing out on, what what I don't have or what somebody else is doing causing me to to miss my incredibly overly blessed life um that I have right now. Mm. Uh another one for me is um lack of stimuli or stimulation like just kind of like like kind of bored yeah, boredom. And you know, I've got my phone right here. And I know I'm not the only guilty party out there, but I'm definitely one of the guiltier ones. It's yeah. being a conversation, looking at my phone. I got my computer open right now as we're talking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just have all these different venues and mediums that are feeding stimuli into me. And to be in an interpersonal interaction with somebody and really be engaged and present in the moment means you're blocking all that other stuff out. Yeah, And you're focused right. on them and that inter- interaction. And gosh, man, that in today's world is still it's tough to do. Oh yeah. It's like, it's hypnotizing. You know, can just zone us. Yeah. I I think for me, um, even though, you know, I love movies and story is a, is a, is a life giving thing for me. Um, I can also just, you know, become a slave to my thumb, clicking the, (laughs) the guide button on the remote control, um, you know, scrolling through Netflix or Hulu or, Whatever it is we use these days, yeah, we're um, we're, we're almost Pavlovianly trained to uh, yeah. to multitask. But it but it look, yeah. takes me out of the moment. I mean, it takes me out of what's valuable around me in the present. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's the thing. That's the problem. That's the kind of some of the things that we see are in our way of. I don't know, living how we want to live, you know, in the present, fully ourselves at a, in as many moments as we can or as many moments as we can have the wherewithal to see are important and, and good in our life right now. And we want to talk about a few ways to um, sort of push back, combat that, help each other do that well. But before we do that, we have this amazing section that I'm sure we've all been waiting for, a little something we like to call man hacks. All right, a man hack is anything that you can do to make your life better, to help you have a better life in some sort of way, a little tip, a little trick. Um, Doug, do you have a man hack for us today? I do have a man hack, and um, (laughs) it's not brilliant or genius, but I bet most guys don't do this, and it will help you out tremendously. Awesome. A plunger in every bathroom. 
of the house. <laughs> but if you go if you go and survey, ninety nine percent of the guys out there, they have one pl- plunger. Yeah, they got the Walmart plastic shopping bag wrapped worthless, around the end worthless. of it, and it's sitting somewhere in the house, and it's usually in a different spot because that thing is visiting different bathrooms yeah. throughout the year. Man, just. Go to go to Suck Home it Depot. Up, spend the twelve dollars. Spend twenty bucks. Get three plungers <laughs> for the three bathrooms or however many bathrooms that I, you have. I worked in an office once that had a bathroom on either side of this huge space, like a single bathroom, and there was one plunger, and we called it the walk of shame. That inevitably one of these horrible toilets would get clogged. And it would be the one without the plunger. It would be the one without the plunger. And, and you have to walk a through. walk of shame to go get it and walk all the way back because you're a savage. Um, yeah, that's a nightmare. Okay, uh, go ahead. On your, pers- your personality, would you, for ha-has and funnies and everything, walk across the room, go into the bathroom, grab the plunger and walk back and let everybody see it and laugh about it? Or would you be like... No, I got to kind of hide this. <laughs> no, I did not feel like that was the type of environment where that would be enjoyed. <laughs> like, no one would get that okay. but me. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I might do that here. That would be worth it. That would be worth We could do it here at, at North Point. We've got a culture where people can have fun. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to do it today. Um, I'm just going to walk around with a plunger <laughs> for the rest of the day. It'd be a great lesson. And he's going to be like, what in the What's going on world? with that men's team? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so here's my man hack. If you are somebody who puts Christmas lights on your house each year, you're climbing up the ladder, you're clipping things to the gutter, you're wrapping uh, Christmas lights around columns. I don't know what you're doing. But if this is going to be a thing for you, especially for a few years, like you're into it, you're in a neighborhood, the kids enjoy it. This year or whenever, the next chance you get, put a few hooks up there. Um, in the peaks of your house, um, along the along the roof line, put a just screw in some some easy hooks so that next year all you have to do is loop the wire over it. Just loop the lights over the hooks that are already there. This is what I have going on at my house, um, especially in like the highest peak in the front that I do not want to climb a ladder to get to. I put it on the paint pole, mm-hmm. the the Christmas light cable. And then I just push it up there and I hook it around the hook. There we are. Done. It's done. I'm not climbing some scary ladder. Easy. That's man real, hack. That's real nice. <laughs> that's real nice. That's yes. Real nice, Clark. Oh, fantastic. We needed a Griswold quote <laughs> in this podcast and we've finally done it. Mm-hmm. So, guys, you're welcome. I know these are going to be super helpful. Mm-hmm. In this section, we like to call <laughs> man hacks. Okay, jumping back in. We can say that we we all have the desire to do the most important things when they're important, that, that we want to prioritize, that we want to be intentional um, in life, and we want to pay attention, of course, to, to what's right in front of us. Um, so how do we do it? What do we do? How do we live in the present? Well, can I, before we kind of jump into that, Lee, can, I would love to hear you kind of roll through that pivotal moment for you where you said you were changed within the moment of um if you had 15 minutes left what would you say if you would don't mind sharing you know what are some of those things that came to mind whether it was with holland or with smith or like what are some of those things that you would be like man i've got a few minutes left i'm saying this yeah um i i definitely thought about those things obviously more intensely after that moment um than than maybe today but um i feel like uh 
whenever I was with one of my kids or my wife, it, at least for the next uh, week or so after, after that moment, um, I was looking them in the eyes every chance I got. Um, if we were together, I was looking them in the eyes. I wasn't, I wasn't staring off into space. I wasn't looking at my phone. I wasn't looking at a, at a TV screen in any way, making full eye contact there. And, um, I, I was not going long without, and I love you. Mm. I wasn't going long without, um, remembering and expressing why, um, I love them. Mm. And, um, I, I think the, if, if you had 15 minutes left, I think if I had 15 minutes left, I would just want to convince someone, um, one of their value, but two that I see the value in them, mm-hmm. um, in That's some great, way. Yeah. So that was just like, I feel, I feel like I even, I still even think about that before the kids get out of the car to go to school, um, that flashes through my head, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the school today. And I, I don't want to be morbid in any sort of way, or I don't, I'm like I said before, I'm not a negative person, but I want this kid to know um, that they are loved by their father. Thanks, brother. Thanks for walking through that and, um, you know, unpacking kind of that moment, but also what you're doing with it now. And, and I think you're, you're already giving us some practical tips of what to do. And so one was look people in the eye, look you people know, in the eye. when you're having a conversation, you are you're engaging. What else? What are Absolutely. Well, I think one thing we have to think about is what does matter to us? What is important to us? Um, and so just, you know, the reminder that um, relationships are probably always going to be the most important thing, that when people are on their deathbed, they don't think a lot about um, their job promotions. They don't think about, mm. um, I don't know, TV shows they watch, how many times they mow the lawn, whatever it is. Um, the deal that they missed, they they think about the relationships in their lives, good ones and bad ones. Yeah, every time, man, every time. You never sit there and hear those eulogies about the lost deal or 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 even the big deal. You yeah, know, that, that's right. That so and so scored back when he was in his forties. You just don't you just don't hear about that. It's relationship stuff. Yeah, you you don't you don't pine over those things in the long run. Um, I think that, and in the, one of the ways that has occurred to me of, you know, as we're talking with guys in our groups or as I'm talking with you, we're, we're talking with the guys who know us. Um, I think the question is, where's your time and your treasure going? Um, what, what is your calendar? Does your calendar reflect, um, what's important to you and, and the moments you want to be spending? Um, you know, not to say that, um, any purchase would ever be um, bad in itself, um, but the priority of a purchase shows what you value. You know, do you value experiences or do you value stuff? Mm-hmm. Now, you may be able to say that there's a combo of those things in some really cool car that every time you get in it, you have an amazing experience. <laughs> <laughs> we we hope you can have both. That that'd be fantastic. Um, but when when you look back at your um, expenses for for the year do they reflect um the experiences you want to have with people you love when you look back at your calendar for the year um does it reflect um what you value the most and and the moments that you want to be in yeah such a good thing to do to audit if you will your calendar and and your checking account and and, and your credit card and see where that's gone um 
Yeah, so the the timing on this is so crazy. Literally last night, I made a calendar appointment with Janie, my wife, to, uh, and I put this on the calendar so her and I could discuss um, how to better understand what the kids are going through in school. Oh. Like getting getting with their teachers and say, what 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 are the kids? What did they learn? What did they learn last week? And what did they learn in next week? And the reason for that is I feel like I'm pretty dialed in with the kids, but I, there's so much more I could be doing. And I ask open-ended questions, but they're nine, seven, and five, you know? But yeah. so if I know this is what you're learning, my questions can still be open-ended, but more specific. Like, hey, you learned X in math class. That's right. Last week. How, how was that fun? Was that cool? What did you like about it? And for some reason, as we were gearing up for this talk, it just hit me. There's a deficit that I've got around that. And so I want to try to close that gap. But um, you, you teeing this up last night and you and I talking about this was the catalyst for that. So thanks. That is really good. I know I, I had a conversation with my eighth grader recently, um, actually a few months ago, and he, he was just talking about this idea that he had a lot of um, anxiety and worry. Hmm. And I'm like, what in the world? This, he doesn't, his grades are fine. You know, he doesn't do bad in school. He's been in school with the same kids since kindergarten, um, same friend group. And so, you know, what's going on? And, um, a few more questions and, um, you know, a couple of his buddies are, are just doing better in a couple of, uh, subjects than he is. And he just didn't feel like he's measuring up. And I was like, wow. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea, but, um, but thank you for this moment. And, um, and I'm going to follow up, you know, to see how you're doing later. And, and just a reminder to him that like, like, hey, man, uh, good grades come and go. Um, it's, it's not the most important thing in the world to me. Um, I want you to do your best, of course, but I don't want you to be anxious. It's not worth that. It's not worth your worry and being upset and, you know, get, getting nervous about things. Um, because, yeah, unless you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, um, there's really no consequence here. There's no bad consequence. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. We in this together. Way to love him, man. Way to way to go, Daddy O. Yeah, thankfully I've just had um I don't know, moments like that that crazy memorial service or or other men around me to remind me um that these things matter. Yeah. And and I feel like I have guys, um, the guys in my life who will say, How are things going with this kid? How are things going with this kid? How are things going with this kid. And that's my cue. That's my reminder um, to check back and say, am I making the most of the moments I'm given? Um, am I present in these kids' lives? So practically I'm here and I'm here and be engaged when you're there, be conscious or intentional about being engaged and eye contact, all that. Do an inventory or an audit of where you're spending your time. Look at your calendar. Where where are you where are you going with you? and your body and your mind and spending that. Um, and then also your finances. What, anything else that you can think of from a practical perspective? I do have one other, you, you mentioned it, I think in the first half of this podcast, but I have one other rule in, in my life that, um, I try to be very conscious of to not ever speak to someone while I'm looking at a screen. I don't want to talk to my kids, my wife, anybody I work with, ever while I'm looking at a phone 
while I'm looking at a computer, while I'm, I'm looking at a TV, it happens of course, but even, even in like restaurants, um, you know, sports bar type restaurants where there's a game going on on the other side of my wife, for me to fight my eyes down to her eyes instead of being distracted up there is it takes some serious, real effort, uh, but it matters. She, but she would be, she'd be <laughs> She's okay watching the game behind bar. me. Yeah, I mean, come on. You're going to a sports bar to watch if the game. If we both facing the TV, okay, okay. totally different story. We're watching the same game. I just want to keep it real. I but mean, it, let's, we don't, guys are going to be like, oh my gosh. They, yeah, you're ruining my life. Yeah. Be quiet. And what we can tell what we snickered about a few seconds ago as you were saying, you have a rule, don't look at a screen. What did I do? <laughs> you closed your screen. I closed my laptop. I have my, that was amazing. Had this extreme... You're at work right now, so. Explosion of guilt and shame when you said that. Work is a little different, um, but it is a factor in being present. If my eyes are not present, then I'm not present. I agree, brother. It, I, I'm all joking aside. It's, yeah, put the phone down, put the computer down. It's a real let's thing. Let's chat and look at it's each It's a other. real thing for sure. So guys, talk about this with the men in your community, with the men you're doing life with. Take the time to be intentional, um, but also intentional in conversations. Talk about things that matter. Um, when you get together with, with, I don't know, the guys that matter, the relationships that matter in your life, the things that are going to help you grow um, into who you want to be as a man, as a leader, as a coworker, employer, employee, dad, son, brother, father, um, husband, whatever it is, be intentional and, and talk about that stuff. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to leave you guys with one of our favorite things, just a, a little piece of wisdom from our very good friend, John Woodall, ultimate sage mentor, good guy in this section that we call wisdom from the woods. My wife, Debbie and I had the pleasure of building our home about 14 years ago. Uh, it's a beautiful home that she got to design and decorate and we've had a lot of fun doing it. And we're now in a season of what we're calling consolidation and, quote, downsizing. And I got to thinking about this idea that um, I seem to have enjoyed life when the charts are going up and to the right. Uh, you get the new job, you get the new wife, you get the new car, you get the new lot, you get the new boat. All of life's charts are going up and to the right. It's easy to be happy and joyful in those times, isn't it? But I started thinking, uh, what happens when the chart is down and to the right? What happens when you and I start experiencing loss? Some of you guys know in my life I've lost two grandchildren in two years. I've watched the loss of a marriage in one of my children. Uh, I've seen loss in different ways. I've sat with men that have lost their spouses They've lost their marriage, and to them, the chart is down and to the right. What do you think then? How do you feel? What do you do when your life and your chart is going down and to the right? It actually made me think of, uh, of a big idea tucked away in the book of Habakkuk. It's an Old Testament prophet. In chapter 3, Habakkuk, when his chart was down and to the right, he said, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, 
There is no produce of the olives. They fail. They're, the fields yield no food, and the flock are cut off from the fold. And there are no herd in the stalls. Uh, whatever your equivalent of that is, that dude did not have much. His life chart was down and to the right. He said, Yet, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. God the Lord is my strength. So whatever direction your life chart is going, whether it's going up or whether it's going down, I encourage you guys today, don't be putting your hope in the direction of that chart, but keep your hope in the Lord. As Habakkuk said, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. Think about that. Guys, as always, thank you for listening. This has been fun for us. We're having a good time, but mostly we we are hoping um, that you're doing life better because you're doing life together. And as always, like, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.